Welcome to the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Mullings. I'm an author, speaker, and marketing mentor. I believe in the importance of women of faith in business stepping up and shining in their lane so they can have the impact, influence, and income they were born to make. Join me to hear the stories of powerful women of faith who are using their purpose-driven businesses to make a difference in the world. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. Super excited to have my guest with me today, T.C. Cooper. T.C. is an attorney, best-selling author, internet publisher, and president of Upward Action, a digital marketing and online training company. A teacher at heart, T.C. has used Upward Action to teach thousands of professionals and leaders how to leverage the power of social media to increase their impact, expand their influence, and diversify their income. More than 40,000 collectively follow her company, her company-owned social media accounts. She is also the author of two best-selling Bible-based reference books, 52 Lessons for Christianpreneurs, and 52 Simple Powerful Prayers for Christianpreneurs, and also the Smart Daily, Gold Daily Planner for Business and Life. TC uses these resources to help Christianpreneurs around the world build legacy businesses and careers. TC lives by her personal mantra, build your moxie transform your life. Welcome to the show, TC. Thank you so much, Nadine. I am super excited about being here with you and your community. Yeah, so that was an awesome bio that I read, but is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience? Um, Gosh, you know, it's always interesting hearing a bio, right? You listen and you're like, <laughs> Okay, wow. <laughs> That's actually me. I'm That's doing all right me. in life, right? That's me, right? I, you know, making the ancestors, my parents proud, right? Amen to that. Following Jesus. But I'll tell you, what I, what I would add, one of the things that we do at Upward Action that I absolutely love is run the Faith Focus Flow brand. And I mm. think that is a lot of what we'll talk about, right? And under our Faith Focus Flow umbrella, um, I write a daily Bible-based business devotional that serves thousands of people. I love writing it. We have books and planners. We, uh, a couple of years ago, launched our Leaders Institute, which is all about teaching leaders and business owners how to leverage the power of the web and also how to build scalable businesses using Bible-based principles. And so everything we do is scripture-based, but it's practical information because as you, you shared, I, I am an attorney. And at this point, because the years passed so fast, I've been practicing law for more than two decades and running, um, running a, a business for, for more than a decade um, on biblical principles. So it's my pleasure, my joy to teach leaders and to teach business owners how to build scalable, prosperous businesses built on a, a strong foundation of biblical principles. So that's what I, I'd like to add to, to share because it's very significant and very important to my work. 
Yeah, and I love that as I was reading your bio, that's what stood out for me too, the biblical-based principles. You know, as believers that's so core in everything that we do, whether it's life or business, it needs to be based on biblical principles. So knowing that everything that you produce is based on biblical principles, I was excited to hear and know that. So as you know, this podcast is all about faith and business, and we all know business is a difficult road to be on. (laughs) We definitely have our ups and downs when it comes to business and our business journey. So I would love for you to share with the audience your particular business journey and what made you start your own business. A great question. So I started my business. I started Upward Action many, many years ago because I moved to a state where I worked in-house as an attorney, but um, I moved to a state where I had a provisional license to practice law. And so I could only practice law in that company. Well, prior to moving to that state, I did tons of pro bono work, free legal work, and I couldn't do that in the new state when I first moved, right? There were a series of things I needed to do to practice, take the bar, namely, outside uh, outside of that state. And so at that time, around 2009, I I like to say like social media was just coming into vogue. People were just understanding and starting to use tools like Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn to build their businesses. And lawyers in particular were hesitant to use social media tools and for a good cause, right? There are lots of things to consider about establishing um, attorney-client relationships and making sure that you're not doing that and you're archiving the messages that you share appropriately. And it was the same thing for finance professionals. And so I started the business Upward Action because I was looking for a way to serve using my skills um, that was helpful. So as an attorney, I helped businesses for free, small businesses through pro bono work, set their businesses up. Couldn't do that in that way yet. But what I always had done after setting a business up, I need clients, right? So I always did the consulting piece. I decided to do that as on a volunteer basis and working with lawyers and then realized, um, that this could be a business, that this is something I was really passionate about doing. I wanted to expand so that I was not just working with attorneys who I love, who are close to my heart, but also other business owners and and new business owners and existing business owners that wanted to expand. And so that pro bono work shifted into a business that called Upward Action that I've been running ever since. Faith Focus Flow came into being because of Periscope, quite frankly. Periscope came on the scene. I was testing Periscope out for a client. And, you know, most people learn the day. If you talk to me for any period of time, it's going to come back to scripture. I can't help it. I'm my grandmama, right? I really can't help it. And it's not a preaching scripture where I'm giving you this verse in the Bible. It's just a general principle about sowing and reaping and things being decent and in order. So I'm on Periscope talking about things that I generally talk about. They all have a a spiritual basis of foundation. And my community and my coach pushed me to write a book called 52 Lessons for Christianpreneurs. And that book served as the foundation of the movement for business owners and business leaders that is now Faith Focus Flow. So that's the short kind, the short-ish version 
of the story of upward action and then faith focus flow. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I love that you have a heart to serve. Everything that you started was starting out by wanting to serve, right? Wanting yes. to serve and 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 fill in a gap, <laughs> you know, whenever you see a, a gap in an industry and wanting to fill in the step and fill in the gap, whether that was wanting to work pro bono in the beginning and then realizing, wait a second, this could actually be a business, and then realizing that okay, I can use my skill set to create this business and serve and give back because you have that serving heart. So I love that. And I also love that you um, have the ability to just take on those new social me- social media platforms and to not be afraid, you know, with Periscope at, at one time when it was new and popping on and trying it out. And, and you know, sometimes people are hesitant with these new social media platforms, but you kind of have to be a little bit bold and courageous to jump on and say, hey, I may not know what I'm doing, but I realize this is a platform that I can use to share biblically-based principles not thumping people over the head with scripture, but just helping them to realize and understand that the principle behind the scripture and how you can actually apply it in your life and using that social media platform, in that case, Periscope, um, to actually accomplish that. So that is amazing and awesome. And I love your, your business journey that you shared with us. So when and why did you decide to open up about your faith on your business platform? It's one thing to be a believer or a Christian um, and kind of like know and understand that behind the scenes, you know, pray and read your word and do all the things behind the scenes. But why did you decide to make it an open thing on your actual business um, platform? What was your process in deciding to do that? You know, it's really, it was really a natural process. I I am kind of who I am, right? My beliefs are what they are. And fundamentally, my relationship with Christ centers everything that I do. So it's, it's, I'm not, so, so it wasn't a decision in business to create a religious business, but to create a business that in which a part of the message was being um, tying a, 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 a drawing a straight line between what I've said and where you can find it in scripture. And so it, it, because because I am who I am, like I said, if you have a conversation with me long enough, it's going to come back to some Bible based business concept principle because it's just how I, I'm I've raised and who, and who I am and so the leap wasn't wasn't um, hard in business and again it really came about because of Periscope because I was talking so much about my business philosophy so in upward action in that business it wasn't so much about my philosophy it was what to do and how to do it so the business principles showed up or the, the Bible-based business principles showed up in how we did it, right? And how you were to, you know, share messages that provided value, how we were to do no harm with the messages that we share, how we are to target our market for those people who are waiting for us to hear. Those are the people who we are called to serve, right? So it was through action and faith-focused flow with up with, I mean, through action and upward action. Faith-focused flow, because I was talking so much on a live streaming platform, it always comes back to why I believe what I believe. And as a lawyer, I think the way that I do, I prescribe um, information or I give information based on, the foundation of the law or regulations, right? So every 
all of the advice I give as an attorney, you can draw a straight line to the law, right? The statute, regulation, or a policy or procedure. That's the basis of the information. And as a business owner, you can draw that same line to biblical texts. And so it became just a matter of this is what I'm talking about. And this is how I'm speaking. And the people who were listening to me and a part of my community asked for more. It'd be like, is that written down anywhere? Where can I get that, TC? I, I okay, where can we talk about that concept more? And that's how it evolved. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you said, I am who I am. So it naturally shows up, right? There's no eliminating it because that's who I am. So it that's will just naturally show up on, on you know, anything that you do, whether it's a social media platform, whether you're talking with someone in person, you have to show up authentically as yourself. And that is the core of who you are and how you show up in the world. And I love how you make the comparison of like, the worldly laws when it comes to an attorney and a lawyer, there are laws and regulations that we live under in the world, you know, whether you're in a country that whatever your country's laws and regulations are, or a state's the laws and regulations. Um, but we also have godly world, God, God's word and rules and regulations that we live by and understanding and knowing those. And so how you made that, you know, comparison. So we're kingdom citizens, right? We're exactly. citizens of we're citizens of uh, of heaven. You know, yes. I said it right, right. So if we're kingdom yep. citizens, those are the the, the regulations. And the, the thing that I want to talk about, I just want to add this point. Yeah. Because I say I am who I am and I show up in the way that I do. I think it's important to point out that what I mean by that is the I, my behavior and the way that I interact with people is what I hope people remember. Not mm. just what I say, but mm. the way in which I show up. Because that allows me to have conversations now that are scripture-based, faith-centered, right? And so I want to share that with your community because I think that's so important. As we are operating and working in workspaces and marketplaces, um, those of us who work outside of a religious setting, right, I think it's important for us to live out our faith, to walk out our faith to be the shining light on the hill that attracts people to us by the way that we operate in the world. And when we do that, we open the door to have great conversations about faith. Yeah, definitely. The way that we operate in the world should show our light, shine our light in the world, whether we are in the workplace or in the marketplace. So I love that you said it like that. That's so true. So as we mentioned, businesses have ups and they have downs, right? We have our mountaintop moments and we have our valleys and, and lows. And I'd love for you to share about a particular time in your business that was a mountaintop and how God actually played a role in that mountaintop um, part of your business. And then, of course, we have to flip the coin and talk about the down, you know, the valley. What was that valley moment? And how did God assist in that valley mo moment? So the mountaintop and the valley. So that's a great question. I'll tell you how God, um, how God keeps me through it all first, right? And that is to develop a temperament where I do not allow myself to be influenced by what are perceived highs and mountaintops 
or dismayed or discouraged by what are perceived as lows, right, as valleys. So my mainstay is to stay mainstay, is to focus on the righteousness of the Lord in seeking the righteousness of the Lord in all of the work, knowing that all things are going to be added. And what appears to be a mountaintop, and I've had some exciting things in business. We've launched a program in Ghana. I remember a couple of years ago, I had, I was in that, and, and I still I still talk with members of that cohort. It's a certification program. I remember when we launched the program in Ghana, this was like pre COVID quarantine before everybody was used to doing Zooms and we did these Zoom lessons. And I was just amazed by what God was doing, that I would be in Washington, D.C., and there would be incredible leaders that were in Africa sitting around a conference table, learning about concepts that the Lord placed upon my heart and gave me the experiences in the workplace to back up. And I got to teach them. That was incredible. But again, I did not allow myself to revel in, oh my goodness, because it is a part of this journey, right? So it is being excited and amazed by what the Lord has done and then be very connected to the great responsibility that came with that high. I remember another fantastic time I was working on the Wall Street Project and I got to sit in a room with Black hedge fund owners and leaders, right? People who were managing hedge funds on Wall Street. And I was in that room in my own capacity. Now, I'm a lawyer. I've worked on nine-figure deals my entire career, like right out of law school. Um, but I always worked on them in the capacity of an attorney at an international law firm and then as um, counsel in-house. But I remember being on Wall Street, being in this room, and I was representing my own company. And I was like, okay, God, I see you. <laughs> because this is not me, right? This is the Lord. But then it became the responsibility in that moment to shed light and not be afraid to be bold and courageous in speaking from a Bible-based business perspective as we were doing those projects. There have been lows where I have started projects and I've spent a lot of money and a lot of time trying to launch something. I can think of two things that we tried to launch and the timing wasn't right. Um, but I was able to take a look because again, I don't allow myself to get too caught up in what the outcome in is. So I look at those experiences, right? One in particular, I'm thinking, wow, that was very expensive. It took a lot of time. It was very painful, but what did I get out of it, right? So then I'm looking and I'm thinking, okay, I made this connection, right? I learned this thing. I'm taking that into the future. I'm going to pray about it, make sure that I'm aligned with what the Lord is aligning me with and keep going. So I don't know if that, that's helpful, but that's how I try to move through life, acknowledging and praising the Lord for everything that comes and things that blow my mind and acknowledging and praising the Lord that I'm able to walk through those things that did not turn out the way that I wanted them to in the moment, but I see the good in them. And I tell you what, even those things that have been disappointing, if you let some time go, my grandmother say, just live long enough, right? Now at this stage in business, let enough time go, right? Be Committed to the core of what keeps you profitable and in business, and you will see things that were disappointments turn around and become real lessons in something else. That's that's been true for me in business. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That was more than helpful. You were like, I don't know if this is helpful. No, this is more than helpful. You're, you are actually the first person that's answered that question with really focusing on being detached from the outcome. So like we said, even though it is a high and it is a low, how do you detach yourself from it and just be in awe of God? Be in awe of God when you are on the mountaintop, like you said, when you're looking around the room and like, wow, I'm actually here. This isn't me, this is God. You're just in awe of him, right? And then also being able to flip it and and say, God, thank you for this lesson. Thank you for um, what I'm learning in this low and understanding and having the wisdom, knowledge and understanding to know that this disappointment is kind of like, reminds me of Joseph, what you meant for bad, God meant for good. So what I thought was a disappointment, God turned that around because everything turns out for our good for those who love the Lord, according to scripture. So that is why it is so important for us to remember that and not get caught up in the highs and the lows of this roller coaster ride called entrepreneurship and business ownership. So this was beyond helpful. This was an amazing answer. And I thank you for saying it so eloquently the way that you did about it also reminded me of Paul. In scripture where Paul says to be content in all things, to be content in all things. So it's the same principle that applies. Oh, I'm content in this high, but I'm also content in the low, right? So yeah, that was an amazing answer. So thank you so much. Because it's a journey. Absolutely. Because it's a journey. And if we can look, and I want our young people, if you have young listeners, this is what I want young listeners to know. If you take away nothing else from this conversation, I want you to take away that life is a journey. It is a journey, right? And there are different things that you encounter along the journey, but whatever we are encountering right now, there will be something beyond the now. Business definitely has its ups and downs, but you can discover three powerful ways to attract the people you are called to serve in the marketplace so you can make the impact, influence, and income you were born to make. Be sure to text POWERFUL to 404-982-4736. That was POWERFUL to 404-982-4736. The high now, the low now, the medium, there will always be something beyond the now. So we just have to stay content on the journey, acknowledge and praise God through all of it and realize that we are called to the the end of that scripture that I like, all things work for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. what do we focus on? It's purpose. It's purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. And how does that, if you think about that, and I get excited thinking about it, right? Like mm-hmm. if you stay connected to the purpose, right? You ask the Lord to align the desires of your heart with his purpose. Mm-hmm. These things, the things that you ask will be granted along this life's journey, but it's all about purpose, being connected to the purpose and praising the Lord throughout the journey. Um, but doing your part, giving the, mm-hmm. the Lord something to bless along mm-hmm. the journey. 
um, for doing your part. So anyway, yeah, yeah definitely be connected to the purpose and do your part. And I love that you mentioned journey because the next question is all about your faith journey. So everyone comes to be a believer in Jesus Christ in different ways. It looks different for everyone. So it's always good to hear someone's backstory as to what their faith journey looked like, how they became a believer in Jesus Christ. Um, so what did that look like for you? You know, I, I, I think I'm fortunate in this way. I don't know life without Jesus. Now, I grew up in the rural South um, with two sets of grandparents who were believers, right? Um, and my parents followed suit with that. And so my life, so, you know, I was, <laughs> I was one of those young people who spent most Sundays in church. Now, my parents did not stay in church all day long, but my grandmother certainly did. And so if you were at Nan's house, you might, you know, you got the church and then you got your afternoon programs. I was the organist for my church as a young person. So there was, you know, Wednesday night choir rehearsal. I was involved. I grew up in the AME church, African Methodist Episcopal, and they're wonderful programs for young people through the YPD or so young people department. And so I was active in that growing up. So that's a part of my growing up. I would say that I was in high school, probably like around 11th grade, when I really became aware of and connected to the power of Holy Spirit for myself, which would be different from just a underlying knowledge of the Lord, knowing about Jesus, going through the phases of growing up. In 11th grade, Holy Spirit really spoke to me directly, touched me directly, and my perspective was shifted. And it became more of just kind of the, the soundtrack to my upbringing, to having my faith and my connection to to um, the Trinity be a very real and present thing. So that's what I would say. And it was really just, you know, I, I remember I was like at a church in a summer camp at a revival and I just felt the presence of Holy Spirit in a way that I'd never felt it before. And that was a shift in, in, in the connection. Yeah, I love that faith journey and the shift part of it specifically, because there's one thing in knowing, right? Yeah. Knowing something. It's almost like if you think about something that's not plugged in, like if if you know that's a toaster, this is a random example, but you actually don't plug it in and put the bread in and experience the toasting. That's so right. once you're plugged in and you experience it, so it's like, oh, oh I knew yeah. that was a toaster. But now I know it's a toaster, right? Now I know. And I know what my grandmother loves to toast so much. Like I, right, I'm connected exactly. to You're it. Connected. I've always seen it. I just never had any of the toast. I've always seen people have it. I yes. just never love it. Yeah. Right? And you can know about it for years. You can yeah. know about it for years, but you need that experience, like you said, that you had in 11th grade, that encounter to actually plug in the toaster and make your own toaster. And then you're in awe. Oh, so this is what this was all about, you know? So yeah, I love that example of your faith journey. So one of the signature questions that I ask on the podcast is, how do you define the power of faith? I define the power of faith as um, an ability to be hopeful for what is possible 
regardless of what you see in front of you. I love that. And it's so concise and short. <laughs> I, I wasn't even pressed. Like, exactly. <laughs> you don't send these questions. I was thinking. I don't. I do I'm not send questions ahead okay. of time. One so of that <laughs> was amazing and definitely biblically based because that is in Hebrews 11, 1, exactly how they define faith. Um, but just the way that you said it, 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 it was just like, it was so good. <laughs> I need to rewind it. I was like, can you repeat that again? Because that's exactly how the definition of faith needs to be said. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's true in business, though, like because we talked about it. You asked about the highs and the lows, like really when you are a business owner, but also when you are a leader in business, when you're working in corporate America, or you're working in nonprofit sector, right? Or you're working in whatever you're working in as a leader and you are expected to have vision and to take whatever is existing from what is to what it could be. It is important that you have a hope that it is possible. Right. So and you have to work to that hope. But it's true in business. Of course, we know it's true in business because things are not predictable, but things are also not always predictable for leaders in corporate America, too. And we work with a lot of leaders in corporate America at Faith Focus Flow over at the Institute. And, and that's another thing I really want people to stay connected to. Like it's important to pray and to study and to do the work right to have strategies about how you're working in systems. I am a big systems person. The word says that things should be decent and in order systems is how we make that a reality in our work, in our working spaces. But when you do all of that, you have to remain hopeful that what you are doing is possible, um, that it is ordained by the Lord, that you are called to the work that you're doing. And you have to hold on to that regardless of what you see around you and regardless of what people are saying. Other people are not called to your work and to your vision. Even those people who love you dearly, they're not called to it. And Life is funny. People who really love and care for you and who are in your corner who might be discouraging, don't let them discourage you because as you become more successful in it, those people's faith and belief will be bolstered by your consistency and the results that you will start to receive if you do not grow weary and you do not give up. Yeah, I love that. So, so true. Don't be discouraged by what you see or what people say, because the vision and the calling that God puts on your life is for you. It's for you. It wasn't for them. They weren't in, they weren't on the conference call, right? They weren't on the call. <laughs> they weren't on the call. They, they, they weren't were on the call. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So as you know, this podcast is all about women, faith, plus business. So the second signature question I always like to ask my guests is, how would you define the power of business? The power of business. Business allows you to create opportunities. And that's the power of it. You, through business, you have the power to create opportunities for your clients to experience a transformation um, through some way, like through how they feel, what they do, what their results are, right? You shouldn't be doing anything that you do not believe 
uh, will allow someone to have some type of a, a shift, a transformation, right? That's even, I bought, um, what do you call them? Bath bombs. I bought bath bombs the other day from a small business owner on Etsy. And so you put them into the bath and they like sprinkle all over the water and it just sets a beautiful mood if you're having a moment of self-care, right, as you are creating an environment. So I, and I use it as an example because sometimes when we talk about transformation. People think about it in a way that doesn't allow them to see the ability to transform in whatever it is that they're doing, like cre- helping people create beautiful self-care um, routines and regimens. So I would say, um, so it's the opportunity for your clients and your customers to experience something new and it's your opportunity to give opportunities to other people. I just ended our um, fel- our summer fellowship program. School is starting. Our fellow is back off to college and it is such a privilege and an honor and a blessing to be able to offer a paid fellowship to a young person and help that person experience um, business and work um, the way that we do it. And that's a blessing. I hire, you know, we have a team member. We hire people to do our work. That's an opportunity that we're able to give people to work through business. So it's the opportunity for those who work with us to experience transformation and the ability to provide opportunities for people to work with us and hopefully experience transformation even through the work or at least experience joy in the work that they get to do. Yeah, again, another concise answer. The power of business is really the power to create opportunities is what I heard from you. So that is is definitely the power of business. So this has been such a great conversation, TC. It has been a joy to have you on the podcast. If anyone wants to learn a little bit more about you, about the work that you do in the world, what would be the best way for them to connect with you? They can go to faithfocusflow.com and find us on all major social media platforms by looking for Faith Focus Flow, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. We have a LinkedIn page. And thanks to our fellow, we will soon be on TikTok. Okay, look at you. Looking forward to those TikTok videos. <laughs> I gotta have young folks <laughs> be involved in the work because I love watching TikTok. I didn't even think about us being on TikTok, but thanks to uh, thanks to those youngsters, they're not that young. They're I mean, I'm really we have a lead fellow who's an incredible college student, but I was like, okay, let's let's TikTok. Yes, I love it. I love again goes back to like I said, your courage and boldness to just jump on the next social media platform and see how it works and roll with it, right? So that is that is awesome. So definitely check out the website website and also all the social media platforms that TC mentioned. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I hope this episode has not just given you information you can use, but was insightful and inspirational. Wherever you are listening, be sure to subscribe to get the next episode or go to womenfaithandbusiness.com to join our email list. 
Plus, if you would like to discover three powerful ways to attract the people you are called to serve in the marketplace so you can make the impact, influence, and income you were born to make, be sure to text POWERFUL to 404-982-4736. That's 404 Nine eight two four seven three six.